the home of the Flyers. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Flyer fans, welcome into the party booth. Uh, I guess. Dayton 66, Miami 62. It's a four-point win, Tiz, and it wasn't pretty. Uh, We just heard Archie Miller call the last 10 minutes, the back 10 minutes, quote, unacceptable. Uh, But for my money, this one is not in the loss column come March, and that's really all that matters because you could not go into Millette Hall tonight and come away with a loss. No. That, that simply, it was a, it was a loss the Flyers could ill afford. You can bet your next paycheck that if they would have dropped this game, it would be in the bad loss column. Uh, although bad would be an understatement, I would assume come March uh, when yeah. when uh, we're looking at Selection Sunday. Uh, it's it's a win. We got out of there with a win. It's a road win. We'll take it. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Look, this was Dayton's first real road win of the season uh Archie addressed that uh it's hard to get a road win in college basketball especially that first Archie even addressed that I said this after Puerto Rico and Archie has said this many times this team is a work in progress uh they don't have the same people that they have right now they're short a player you don't have Detwan Rogers Ryan Bass just played his second game uh he still doesn't have the full legs back you gotta remember Jalen Robinson banged his ankle uh Near near the end of I think uh, what right before uh, the fall, fall season started, so they're not quite at a clicking on all cylinders yet. The guys that are Devin Scott, and Jordan Cyber, and I thought Kendall Pollard, but Pollard didn't really play well during the last minute. But uh, look, up until then, Pollard played pretty well tonight. But look, we'll address this. Uh, we're we're here uh, tonight. Uh, we want to hear from you four five seven twelve ninety. But look, you couldn't lose this game. This would have been worse than Illinois State. You and I were exchanging texts on oh, Sunday. Oh, you bet. Oh, my gosh. You bet. Yeah, as you mentioned, Tiz, look, they're a work in progress. Archie's talked about it uh, yeah. all the time. But you know what? I'm totally fine with that, especially after last year. Look, Syracuse looked unbeatable in December. I'm right. not just saying that because we ousted them in the tournament. But Syracuse looked like the best darn team in the country uh, around Thanksgiving and Christmas last year. And they ended up peaking look at, at the wrong Louis time. Look at last year. Right. I mean, I'm fine with them being a work in progress between Thanksgiving and Christmas. They'll be uh, they'll be just fine. So, but hey, 66-62, the Dayton Flyers are a winner. They improve to 70 and 61 in the all-time series against the Miami Redhawks. This is Flyer feedback. More of it after this break, right here on the home of the Flyers. I.O. Dayton at Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, air. online at WHIO.com. And on every device. With the WHIO app. Your news starts now. Now. Radio. I'm Lisa Lissera, the widow of Eric Garner, reacting after New York City grand jury cleared a white police officer and her husband's death. I'm determined to get justice for my husband because he shouldn't have been killed in that way. He shouldn't have been killed in any way. Lisa Garner saying her husband's death will not be in vain. Attorney General Eric Holder saying the Justice Department will investigate. And he says, I urge all those inclined to demonstrate tonight and in the days ahead to remain peaceful in their demonstrations. Protests in New York City and other areas of the country. A man continues to be tested for Ebola at Massachusetts General Hospital. Dr. David Hooper is chief of the Massachusetts General Hospital Infection Control Unit. He says the patient did test positive for malaria, but will be tested again for Ebola. Fox Radio's Jessica Gallagher, Fox News. We report, you decide. WHIO extended five-day forecast and exclusive for Dayton Radio is next. Welcome to the Life Plan Minute with Dan Hypes, featuring wisdom from his free ebook, Change Your Advisor, Change Your Life. Dan, there's a lot of uncertainty in the news between Ebola and the Middle East. How does an investor remain confident during times of fluctuation? Great question, Larry. We asked that question to the audience from the Clark Howard event that you and I hosted recently. And I thought that was a sharp group of folks. Yeah, and of the people that were very confident about their investment, 90% of them had a written financial plan. Those that were very concerned, well, none had a financial plan. So to remain confident during turbulent times, a written financial plan helps you sleep at night. 
That's right, a written financial life plan. Well, get your plan started now, or if you have one, get it reviewed with Dan and his team of fee-only advisors at LifePlan. Schedule your briefing today, 937-438-8000, or visit LifePlanFG.com. That's 937-438-8000. Today's wisdom is brought to you by LifePlan Financial Group, 937-438-8000. At Coldwell Banker Heritage Realtors, it's an honor to be Dayton's number one real estate company. What makes us number one? Listening and delivering the home shopping experience you want. On our website, you can find any listing in the Dayton region. While saving your favorite homes all in one place, sit back and watch our video tours. Or visit our luxury gallery featuring some of Dayton's finest homes on the market. For all your real estate needs, start with the best at ColdwellBankerDayton.com. Share the gift of nature this year at Wild Birds Unlimited in Springboro. We can show you how to bring song, color, and life to everyone on your list. Wild Birds Unlimited, next to Dorothy Lane Market in Springboro, one mile south off the Austin Boulevard Exchange off I-75. The News 95.7 WHIO five-day weather forecast. Mostly clear, a bit chillier tonight, a low of 26. Some showers tomorrow afternoon south of I-70, high of 38. A few icy spots tomorrow night, a low near freezing. Rain late Friday, high of 46. It looks like we dry out a bit Saturday, high of 43. Partly sunny, 46 Sunday. More rain turning to snow showers late Monday after a high of 44. I'm meteorologist Rich Wards on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback. Presented by Bud Light. And live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. The perfect beer for whatever happens. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell and John Tisdell. Flyer fans, welcome into the party booth. It's a win, and we usually call this place the party booth. Our studio's here at 1611 South Main Street in Dayton, Ohio. The party booth after a win, Tiz. I guess it's the party booth after a win like that. Is it? Yeah. Sure. What the sure. heck? Sure. You know what? <laughs> Given the records that the this team has had with the road at times in the past, you know what? We'll take it. But you know what? It was succumbed by the run last year, so who knows? So we got. I liked calling it the party booth a lot last yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, a little subdued because as uh, with the 66-62 final score, as Larry Hanskin said, it was as difficult as the final score would indicate. It was one of those traditional uh, Miami-Dayton games that were about as much fun as a trip to the dentist. Uh, slow, plotting, take the air out of the ball kind of game. First one to 40 would win back in the Charlie Coles days oh, at UD-Miami games. Oh. Uh, but uh, hey, it's, it's not in the loss column now which means it's not in the loss column come march and that's a good thing because this would have been an absolute back blow of a loss uh to have on the resume come march uh but hey they get away 66 62 they improved to five and one on the year tis they're not playing their best basketball right now but that's okay because uh it's only no uh, early december at this point actually i'm john bedell he's john tisdale the man behind the glass tonight is brendan fote producer extraordinaire flying the plane for us tonight uh 457-1290 is the number to join us on this fine radio program uh tis your overall thoughts on this one you know, it took Dayton a while to get going. I think certainly that matchup zone, as Archie mentioned when he was talking to Larry, Miami presented that matchup zone for about 40 minutes, and and the Flyers have had a history of struggling against zones over the years. Now, I think as the year went along last year, Dayton did better, and they did better as the game went along tonight. They had some success, especially in the early part of the second half, really at the end of the first half. Uh, they started to settle in, but really – when they left 45-29, Ryan Bass had a chance to really put the put the hammer in. Uh, Larry and Keith really mentioned that a lot during the broadcast tonight. And he didn't make the free throw. And then all of a sudden, um, Moore goes on a uh, Willie Moore, pretty much pulls a Michael, nearly pulled a Michael Bramos or Julian Malvunga, however you want to put it. He just goes off. And all of a sudden, it's 46-39, a 10-1 run. And then it was all said and done. It was 15-4. And all yeah. of a sudden, it was a ball game. That's what I had in my notes here is that uh, Keith had mentioned about the what the 752 mark they yeah. were up 4639 at the media timeout so the under 8 they're up 4639 that was down from being up 4529 uh 
up 16 a little earlier on. You mentioned 10-1 run. It ended up being, as you mentioned, a 15-4 to run. Right. I thought, as Keith mentioned, that was where I put down in my notes here in the second half, which is where that was where they missed the opportunity to throw the haymaker. Yeah. They let the foot off the gas. They got complacent. Whatever analogy you want to use, metaphor, what have you, they missed the, the killer instinct moment right there, as yeah. Keith mentioned a handful of times throughout. And it reminded me, it ended up reminding me of the game at Millette Hall my senior year at UD, which was the 0910 season. We were talking during the break, much heavier expectations oh, on yeah. the shoulders, the proverbial shoulders of that Flyers team coming off the uh, tournament berth the year prior and beating West Virginia, running into the Kansas bandsaw in the old second <laughs> round yeah. uh, that spring. But much heavier expectations on that Flyers team and the, for that 9 matchup at Millette Hall. And it was a very similar game where uh, less the big lead at one point, but it was a Red Hawks team that was hanging with the Flyers that year. Uh, it was a six or eight point sort of rubber band lead yeah. in the second half. And it took, uh, I believe it was... Six free throws, yeah, because I have the uh, game recap here in front of me from that game. Six free throws in the final 31 seconds with Marcus Johnson, Chris Wright, London Warren and company right. to right. close out that game at Miami, and it reminded me a lot of that. And it's it's just always, it was one of those games, Tiz, where it just had a UD Miami feel to it. Yeah. You were talking when we first got in around tip-off that you just had a bad feeling about it. And I just think you do going to Millette Hall because it's a goofy setting. It's nothing against Miami. It's a fine university. I'm marrying a Miami girl in a <laughs> yes. few months in April, so I can't speak too badly about MU. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it, basketball's not the focus there. Hockey's the big thing. Oh, yeah. It's not a big draw for people on campus. The Flyer fans travel incredibly well there as they do most places, but especially in Oxford. Right. Keith was talking about it in the pregame. It's, it's a dark building but the inside but the court is lit so brightly Mm -hmm. it's shooting lines and shot lines the sight lines are goofy in there uh, with the contrast from the court to the the surrounding it's just it's a goofy place to play Mm -hmm. Keith had talked about as a player's perspective it's not that it's not your favorite shooting gym no Um, it's typically slow plotting take the air out of the ball you know those kind of things and I think that's why you're like well why do I have a bad feeling I said because it's a UD Miami game because (laughs) these kind of games always have this pace and you never Never feel real great going into Millette Hall, even if it is a Red Hawks team that, like this one, is very much rebuilding. Yeah, I mean, look, they lost to Elon College at the buzzer the uh, the other day. I mean, they they are starting completely over with uh, their with, with with the new head coach. I mean, the late Charlie Coles, and look, Charlie Coles is a legend over there. Well, let's make no mistake, th- that guy was a terrific coach and all around good guy John Cooper's trying to start all over the basketball coach not the former Ohio State football coach but look in all seriousness uh, talking with Chris Collins this morning he's like you guys will beat him. I'm like Chris you don't know this rivalry love Chris I'm like this is a tough rivalry I mean you can ask Keith you can ask you just mentioned it your senior year um, that was a grinder I mean look I go back two years before that Dayton was down 18, 36-18, and they only had one lead, and that was the shot by Brian Roberts in the final seconds. Yeah. That was the only time. Millette Hall has never been pretty. Look at a few years ago. Archie's second game was at Miami. Uh, his first game, flawless game. I saw something from David Jablonski in Dayton Daily News tweeted this out. Uh, the, the story from that, I think it was today, and... I mean, Dayton had several turnovers in that game. That cost them the game. They shot close to 50%, but the turnovers cost them that ball game, a game they probably should have won, and they lost that game in double overtime. That I mean, typical Charlie Coles game. It was a grinder, yeah. just like this one tonight. Always is. The last time they played was back in 2012. Last year, by the way, stat drop, uh, was only the second season since World War II these teams have not played each other. As you mentioned in the pregame, this is a rivalry that goes back to 1909. It's the longest running. We've played Xavier more times here at UD, but Miami is, calendar-wise, the longest yeah. running series. The last yeah. time they played was December 8th, 2012, here at UD Arena, 83-61, Dayton win. That kind of score is extremely rare in this series. Oh, no question. You hardly see scores get out of the 60s most times. 83-61, mm-hmm. now granted, it's going to be much different because it's at UD Arena, but even in the Charlie Coles years, Tiz, those games here at UD Arena were just oh, slow, those are plotting, snail's pace, first one to 40 wins, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so... Pretty traditional, uh, if you will, UD Miami game. Four five seven twelve ninety is how to join us on this fine radio program. John on the road. Welcome to Flyer Feedback. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you guys doing? I'm well. Are, were you at the game tonight, John? I was at the game, and 
I was disappointed. I'm happy with the win, as you guys said you were. Uh, a win is a win, but I hope they learn something from this game because they continue to be uh, unable to attack a zone effectively. Uh, they, they don't move the ball. Their ball movement was terrible tonight. Uh, they didn't. They didn't attack on the inside and go inside out. Uh, and they were settling for too many threes as far as I was concerned. And then down the stretch, they weren't hitting their free throws the way they should have. Yeah, they certainly were. And, John, we thank you for the call here on uh, Flyer Feedback. And, Tiz, he's right. you got to learn from this one. Yeah. And as Larry said in the post game, I thought to, to piggyback off a point John just made, boy, you really hope they learn from this game. Now, thankfully, again, they got out with a win. As Larry Hanskin said, our dear friend and colleague now, Coach Kelly, Coach Mike Kelly, legendary uh, UD football coach, of course, Hall of Famer, uh, you know, he says it's easier to patch the roof when the sun is shining. And God bless Coach Kelly and all his metaphors. I love him. You can always kind of coach Kelly for a good metaphor. Absolutely. And what he means by that is it's much easier, or at least for the morale, it's a lot better to take lessons away as a coach and as a team from a win like this, as opposed to having to learn more, you know, takeaways from a bad. And oh, this would have been a terrible loss to take lessons away from a loss. So, hey, they got out, got the win, escaped, whatever you want to say, and now there's some things to fix. Archie called this, quote, the first defensive lapse this season. Mm-hmm. So he was not happy. And I'll no. tell you what, Tiz, I would not want to be these guys in practice tomorrow and Friday between tonight and this undefeated Eastern Michigan team coming into UD Arena on Saturday. Yeah, and just to add to that, they're facing an Eastern Michigan team that's 7-0, and and they run a defense very similar to Miami. I think one of those, the head coach of Eastern Michigan, I think is a Bayheim disciple who runs that 2-3 matchup zone. So, and then they got Bowling Green. I mean, this is Mac week. Their next, their next two of the, yeah, the next all three, three of their games, they're against the Mac. I mean, this was the stretch. You and I were discussing this. This is a critical stretch. You do not want to lose these games, and especially now you got the next two at home. Bowling Green can play. I mean, Bowling Green, Bowling Green's on the field. I think they have a new coach. I think he was what one time assistant. I think at Wichita State last year. We know what what a great job Greg Marshall has done over there. But look to piggyback off John's point. There was a stretch in this game. When Miami was making that run, Dayton took some rush threes. They missed three trays during that stretch. And there are two concerns that I had. Dayton went 420 from three-point range. They took 46 shots. By my, if my, I'm, I know my, my stats are going to be off, but that's less than 50% of your shots were from three-point range. You and I discussed this. You can't live and die by that three. Nope. And that's something that's pretty dangerous. And some of the numbers, Deshaun Pierre, one of seven. From, I'm sorry, Jordan Seibert, one of seven from three point range. Deshaun Pierre, oh, four from three point range. Deshaun was one of seven from the field. Granted, he made the free throws to help seal the win. We'll give him that. But one of seven from the field. Uh, he was quiet tonight. So th- that there are some things that need to work. Look, it's easier to talk about this after <laughs> oh, a win. Yeah. I don't, we'll take the win. There's work to do. There's work to do. But you know what? Archie Miller is going to make sure these guys stay humble. And he knows that, too, because he said, hey, look, a tough season team, and you could hear it in his voice in the postgame, too, that, hey, look, a tough season team finds ways to win in that situation. And Archie said, look, we did, but he went on to say, I have to do a better job as a coach preparing these guys for that moment. And one of the many things I've learned from Keith Walskowski and Brooks Hall and company doing feedback is that is coach speak code for you don't want to be the, your team in practice coming up. This is going to be no. a really tough two days. When Archie says something like, to the effect of, I need to do a better job at, insert whatever here, uh, that <laughs> that means it's going to be a rough few days in practice for yeah. these guys because there are you are darn sure there are some things Archie's got his eyes on, foremost among them, from what he said, the defense, by calling it the, quote, uh, he said the last 10 minutes, Tiz, were unacceptable. Oh, Archie's no words, not mine. No and he called it the first defensive lapse this season. So sh- to be sure, there will be some uh, <laughs> things to be tweaked oh, before no Eastern Michigan. Four five seven twelve ninety is uh, how you can join us here on Flyer Feedback. Dustin in Brookville, welcome to Flyer Feedback. How you doing? Not too bad, man. It's a win. How are you? Good. Uh, just heading home from the game. Uh, good defense for the first thir- 36 minutes of the game. Um Offensively, I'm not sure why the guards uh, didn't take it to the paint more. It seems like they were just passing around that three-point line. Um, I think they needed to get in the paint more and at least uh, create some shots for themselves or at least get the foul, you know, to get a chance more. Yeah, that was one of the things that, obviously, listening to the game, Dustin, I mean, you were there in person, but that Larry and Keith kept hammering on is that the one advantage, even though this was a very athletic Miami team, 
certainly the the advantage for the Flyers was in the post, and that was something that Keith said he really would have liked to see them go to more down the stretch. And there was at one point where uh, when the lead got down to five for UD, I believe Scott, he posted up, I had it in my notes here somewhere, they went up seven after a Devin Scott uh, post-up uh, you know, down in the post, and Keith was like, well, there you go. Let's get back to doing that. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, Dustin, I, I think you're right. They, they just didn't, and that was kind of frustrating to watch when that was uh, a real uh, advantage for them in this game. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't know what they were uh, trying to do. I mean, they were feeding the ball into Scott and, uh, you know, a lot, but just couldn't get any momentum going into the paint. What do you think about this team, uh, Dustin? I mean, are you okay with them being a work in progress? I mean, what what was the mood sort of uh, down there amongst the Flyer faithful watching them tonight? Oh, I mean, there was a lot of Flyer fans there. Uh, I mean, you could overhear them a lot of times over the Miami fans, which was great. Um, but, I mean, they seemed pretty positive. I mean, they were rooting on their team, and uh, all I can say is go Flyers. All right, Dustin, we're thinking about Thank you very much, Dustin. We thank you for the call here on Flyer Feedback. And if you want to jump on the air, as Dustin just did, the way to reach us is 457-1290. Hit us up if you're on the drive back from Oxford. I hear it's beautiful this time of year, it yes. is. You ever been to Oxford in the winter? I, ha- uh, I have, actually. You probably have, since you're, uh, uh, you're about yeah. to marry a Miami alum. That's right. Hi, Leah. Uh, but, no, but, look, I think everything Dustin said was right. When the Flyers got it inside against that zone, which is what you want to do. You want to yeah. attack the middle of that zone and I don't think the Flyers did that consistently enough and look Devin Scott there were two stretches you mentioned this John uh he had a dump 51-44 and then Leia 53-46 uh Kendall Pollard even had some successes going up against that zone so the Flyers did have success now what happened during that stretch I think they were taking it back a little bit a little bit in shock about the way that Miami came back because it really came back they really came back pretty quickly and I think yeah. it, I think it took them out of their game a little bit, and then really not making the free throws also down the stretch. That's another that's another concern that's got to be because they're yeah. going to lose some ball games missing free throws. That's a big concern. Two things that have been the bugaboo for this program is at least as long as I can remember, Tiz, covering this team and either professionally or at UD and in yeah. some form or fashion since 2006. Yeah. Free throws and the zone defense, as Dustin mentioned, those are two things that have been bugaboos for this program for as long as I can remember. Yeah, uh, and question. the two, the, the thing that I thought was really encapsulated in Dustin's point that there was a little thirty second, if that maybe stretch, a good positive, and then a negative right in a row was Scott's dunk put them up seven. Right, okay, good, go to the inside game, and then right after that, the lead they go up five, or they're down to five with four twenty seven to play. Cut then again to three right away because Scooch misses a bad three. Miami gets in a fast break, gets a bucket, the lead's down to three. So there you have a very good thing. Scott Stung followed up by what we were just talking about as the not-so-good side of things. Right. Too much reliance on the jumper, Miami yeah. rebound, yeah. back the other now, way. To their credit, and just one, well, I'll finish my thought. Let's go to the break. All right, Dayton Flyers, winner, winner, chicken dinner tonight. 66-62 over the Miami Redhawks. UD improves to 5-1 and one on the season. Archie Miller, by the way, and Bruce to 15 and 6 all time in December. This is Flyer Feedback. More of it on the other side, right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290. WHIO. Attention adults 50 years of age and older in the Miami Valley. You have an exciting way to learn. The Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton. Now's the time to register for winter seminars. They fill up quickly. Seminars begin the week of January 12, 2015. These seminars are taught by outstanding moderators in a relaxed, non-competitive atmosphere. It's great for couples and groups. Winter seminars include winter gardening, the Vietnam War, Rake Williams, 800 plus years, historical cranks, flying tigers, artisan baking, talking about dying won't kill you, plus many more. And there'll be a one day special seminar on January 31st, covering the topic, immigration reform, what is the problem? Get started by calling 229-2347. That's 229-2347. And someone on your holiday list would love a gift certificate for the UDLLI Winter Seminar Series. Call 229-2347. I remember the, I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. 
You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters in this station. News 95.7 is part of the iHeartRadio network. You can hear News 95.7 anywhere, anyplace, anytime, on your smartphone or other mobile device. It's easy and it's free. Just download the iHeartRadio app and look for WHIO in Dayton, and then you'll be able to hear us around the world. The station that the Miami Valley relies on for news, weather, and traffic can be heard everywhere. News 95.7 WHIO on the iHeartRadio network. Mostly clear going into the nighttime period, a low temperature of 26. Clouds on the increase tomorrow, a few showers, mainly south of I-70, late in the day, a high of 38. A few more showers tomorrow night, a couple pockets of ice possible, a low of 32. More rain Friday afternoon, a high of 46. I'm meteorologist Rich Wardzik on Dayton's official station for severe weather, News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Call in with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 WHIO. Flyer fans, welcome back into the party booth. John Bedell, John Tisdale with you tonight. Also, you Flyer fans, you're along with us. This is your show, The Man Behind the Glass, The Man Through the Glass. If you're sitting in our seats, Brendan Fode, producer, flying the plane for us tonight. Brendan, thank you very much, sir. Tip of the UD cap to you for your role tonight. Can't get this thing on the air. Well, I guess we could because you could multitask his, but this is just much easier this yeah, way. This it's it's nice to have a producer me. here. So Yes, it Thanks, is. Brendan. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> I had to multitask for the first one. But look, hey, look but you know what? Yeah, it's easier when you got Brendan running and he's doing a good job. So Flyers start off their Mac swing portion of the schedule. Want to know? They're in the middle of a three-game swing with Mac teams. You got Miami of Ohio, Bowling Green, and Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Of course, Eastern Michigan up next on the slate before BG. But uh, undefeated Eastern Michigan squad comes into the Decibel Dungeon this Saturday at two. Uh, tis it wasn't pretty, but as we talked about before, it was discussed uh, off the air amongst the guys who covered the team in the building. Larry mentioned it in the pregame. It was a it was a loss, a game tonight that the Flyers could ill afford to lose. You you bet your next paycheck this would be in the crippling loss column oh. come March had they dropped this one, and the RPI would have suffered tremendously had they dropped this game tonight. Uh, and as Coach Kelly said, hey, it's easier to patch the roof when the sun is shining. <laughs> By that we mean it's much easier to take some things and learn from it and tweak some things after a win than it would have been after a loss at Millette Hall tonight. But yeah. really, tis I mean, 66-62, uh, 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 a final score that indicated that it, this game really was as tough as the final score yeah. would indicate. Yeah. Um, pretty typical UD-Miami game. I mean, it's really hard to expect anything else, especially when you're going to Millette Hall this time of year. Look, don't be fooled when the Flyers are up 45-29 to 29 because Dayton did get on a roll, but I mean, this game was close from the opening tip-ball because Dayton, it took them a while to get going, and they were up by 8-31-23. You got the sense from the opening tip that this was going to be one of those nail-biters. And look, I mean, we'll look at the positives. Look, Kendall Pollard had a career-high 15 points. Uh, Devin Scott, second straight game, double-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds, and wanted the ball right there at the end, 5-10 from the line. That's something that's going to be improved, but we'll save that for another day. Um, Look, were there positives? Of course. Uh, And, you know, the improvement of Devin Scott continues. Uh, I'm, I'm more impressed with him. The more he's out there, he's done a terrific job stepping into the five role. Pollard's been a great boost of energy off the bench. Um, and, you know, we'll see more of Ryan Bass as the season goes along. He, they're still breaking him, breaking, breaking him in. Um, guy, the guys I was disappointed the most, I thought Pierre could have played better. Cybert, you're not going to hit every single three, but you know, one of seven. You know, Would have liked to see him attack more. But look, it's a win. We can discuss this more, and it feels better after one. Because, look, the RPI was going to suffer no matter what. But it would have been even worse after a loss. And this isn't the college playoff, John. There's no style points for a win. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Ask FSU. They got enough issues with that. But we'll save that for another day. John Medell, John Tisdale here with you tonight. 457-1290 is how you can join us on this fine radio program we call Flyer Feedback. Or you can get at us on the Twitter. Uh, you can search at WHIO Radio. I'm at Bedell WHIO. Tiz, you're at John Tisdale. Yes. Uh, to the Twitter, as the kids say these days we go. My buddy Matt says, a thought would like to see good free throw shooters step up in tight games. He says Pollard 
Seibert shouldn't have the ball in sure foul possessions. He didn't think Seibert had any free throws in the last six minutes. He needs to have the rock then. Certainly, free throw shooting overall needs to be better, Tiz. I mean, 66 uh, 67% for the game, 66.7. The Flyers went 22 at 33. Uh, Pollard himself, I mean, he was 3 of 6, 50%. That's not cutting it. Um, and while, you know, they pulled this out and it, it was a little bit of uh, uh, reaching for the, the antacids, as you will, uh, down the stretch, reaching because really better free there. throw shooting, Tiz, puts this game away much earlier because oh, yeah. that was there was a lot of missed opportunities at the charity stripe that was keeping this game a game for a lot longer than really it should have been down the stretch, I thought. I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, th- the missed free throws, you've said this before, it seems like this is, it seems to be a flashback from teams in the past, teams that have struggled from the foul line, struggling against the zone, and Dayton's going to continue to see zones till they consistently can figure it out to attack the middle consistently, and you can't really pass along the perimeter. Look, you're, the perfect example, ETSU game from a few years ago where they lived and died passing around the perimeter. If you're making them fine, but you know what? You're not going to make them all the time. So that's the big concern that I have. But look, we can talk about this after a win. Look, Miami kept playing. Uh, we'll get them. Yeah, they're tough. They were tough. It's not an easy game. And it's winning on the road. As we talked about, I don't care. Winning on the road in college basketball, Tiz, is no easy task. No. Now, is this going to be a resume win in March? Uh, no. no. But it's a road win. Speaking of that, Archie Miller took to the Twitter as well. And he said uh, 50 seconds ago, he just said, first road game of the year. Winning on the road is special. We won't take it for granted. At Red Scare, Saturday afternoon, link up, we need you. So, uh, obviously, Archie speaking to the fact that, look, was it pretty? No, but it's a road win. We'll take it. And tis in college basketball, man, road wins are gold. Uh, no question. And it's the first true road test of the year for the Flyers. You can argue this Miami team is rebuilding. Look, they are. There's no two ways about that. But with this rivalry, and if you can call it that, going into Millette Hall and getting a win, that's all that really matters tonight. Last thought before we go into the news. Look, when when Miami looks to Dayton as a rivalry, as Dayton looks to Xavier as a rivalry, and you knew that Miami was going to be ready to go, and they were. This was a tough, grinded out for forty minutes. I mean, look, this was this was a typical game that you go to the what what, what what's the saying of the dentist? I mean, I mean, you'd rather spend more time in the dentist chair than yeah. deal with a game at Millette Hall. But look, it's a win. Dayton's five and one. Take it. And as we mentioned, they're going to get team's best shots this year. Tis the Elite Eight. You got that target on your back. So it's a a rivalry game plus. Hey, they're going to get everybody's best shot this year. But as we mentioned, bottom line, 66-62. It adds up to a Dayton Flyers win and the Flyers improving to 5-1 on the year and 41-9 over the last seven seasons in the month of December. Other Flyers, it's a win and we'll take it. This is Flyer Feedback. More of it on the other side right here on the Home of the Flyers. From the McAfee Heating and Air Studio, this is WHIO Date, WHIO FM, Pleasant Hill, a service of Cox Media Group. News 95.7 and AM 1290, WHIO, Dayton at Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, on air. online at WHIO.com, and on every device. With the WHIO app, your news, your news. starts now. Now. Fox News Radio. I'm Ron Flatter. The family of the black suspect who was choked to death by a white policeman five months ago in New York City says it cannot believe a grand jury didn't call for criminal charges against the cop. I don't know what video they were looking at. (laughs) Evidently, it wasn't the same one that the rest of the world was looking at. Gwen Carr, the mother of Eric Garner, whose case has led to mostly peaceful protests tonight, not far from the Christmas tree lighting in New York's Rockefeller Center. It's not as noisy, though, in the part of New York where Garner died. Staten Island calm outside the DA's office where a grand jury found no reasonable cause to bring criminal charges against NYPD officer Daniel Panaleo in the chokehold death of Garner that was captured on cell phone video. Garner, with 31 prior arrests, was detained for selling loose cigarettes when police tried to handcuff the six foot three inch, 350 pound man. He resisted. Officer Panaleo used the choke maneuver to get Garner down on the ground. The hold is not illegal, but violates department policy. Fox's Rick Leventhal in Staten Island, New York. The grand jury's work on this case may be done, but the federal government is getting involved. We must seek to heal the breakdown in trust that we have seen. Attorney General Eric Holder tonight announcing the Justice Department will investigate Garner's death. The Japanese company that makes the airbags that have been prone to explode says the national recall being sought by the U.S. government is unnecessary. Takara continues to believe that the public safety is best served 
if the area of high absolute humidity remains a priority. Hiroshi Shimuzu of Takata speaking to Congress. Takata says humidity has contributed to the explosions blamed for five deaths in the U.S. A federal court has ruled against California's law requiring DNA to be taken from felony suspects. But for now, police are not being stopped from collecting it. You're listening to Fox News Radio. Fair and balanced. Your side has been desperately wrong. He continues not to tell the truth. He's got to be a The whole thing is a mess. Let me make this point. Nobody can justify this. If I ask a question, I want an answer. Another crazy school district. Reaction from both sides. What's the beef from the left? Do you not see the danger? It's not a fact. No. That's what a pinhead said. No BS, no fluff. Straight up facts. Straight talking. Skin stomach. Calling out the pinheads and calling it like it is. Please watch the O'Reilly Factor weeknights on the Fox News Show. Weekdays on Fox Business. Bottom line here is we want investors to be prepared for the day ahead, the week ahead. Opening bell with Maria Bartiromo. The concept is to bring perspective, analysis. All day long, I'm speaking with global allocators of capital, CEOs, heads of state, so I can anticipate some of the major moves or reactions, giving investors an edge. Opening bell with Maria Bartiromo. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Fox Business. 95.7 WHIO Extended 5-Day Forecast an exclusive. an exclusive for Dayton Radio is next. Oh, oh, oh. Here you go, Twinkles. Caught in another batch of Christmas lists. Looks like a lot of people want Mike's car wash again. Sure thing, Santa. You have a good night. The other elves and I will uh, go pick these up for you. Alright. Good night, Twinkles. Let's see here, mikescarwash.com, shop, wash books, bingo. Ultimate wash with fast wax, buy four, get two free, quantity 56,213, and confirm order. At Mike's Car Wash, we know you have a lot on your plate this holiday season. So whether you love our works wash or our new ultimate wash featuring fast wax with natural carnauba, we make it easy to buy four washes and get two free. You even get free shipping. Just visit mikescarwash.com and your stockings will be hung by the chimney with care in no time. You can always stop by in person too. Buy four washes and get two free only at Mike's Car Wash. Hi, Larry Hanskin with Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. We're in a situation right now, Richard, where mortgage rates are at historical low levels. And what does this mean for the buying power of those people who are out there looking to get a home? Well, with interest rates at historically low levels, they are able to buy a lot more home for the same money. And if someone is selling their home right now, what do these low mortgage interest rates mean for them? Well, obviously, it's bringing out more buyers, but right now our inventory is low, and we work in a supply and demand business. So actually, right now, it's a win-win for both buyer and seller. Buyer or seller, you need to have the right realtor in your corner, and that would be Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. How can they get in touch with you, Richard? They can reach me at 937 477 1411. And your website? That's teamherbs.com. T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T.com. I can spot a winner when I see one. Richard Herbst at Keller Williams Hometown Realty. The number again? 477-1411. You never know how quick winter weather will hit. Count on us for the extended five-day forecast every hour. All day long. Dayton Severe Weather Station. News 95.7 WHIO. Now. The News 95.7 WHIO 5-Day Weather Forecast. Mostly clear, a bit chillier tonight, a low of 26. Some showers tomorrow afternoon, south of I-70, high of 38. A few icy spots tomorrow night, a low near freezing. Rain late Friday, high of 46. It looks like we dry out a bit Saturday, high of 43. Partly sunny, 46 Sunday. More rain turning to snow showers late Monday after a high of 44. I'm meteorologist Rich Ward. on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Call in with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 WHIO. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Flyer fans, can you dig it? It's a road win. Welcome back, Cyrus. Wasn't the prettiest of road wins. But it is a road win. 
So it is, therefore, we must play Cyrus because that is the criteria that has to be met for us to play Cyrus is that you got to win a road game and we have a little fun with it. So, uh... Not pretty, 66-62, tis a pretty typical Miami-Dayton game, but hey, they get out with a win. It's not in the lost column come March, and that is also a win. As we mentioned a few times tonight, as Coach Mike Kelly says, it's easier to patch the roof when the sun is shining, and there are things to be worked on for sure. Archie Miller hinted on a few of them in the postgame comments with Larry Hansgen oh, yeah. on our radio broadcast here on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. But, and he had mentioned, made it clear, look, Look, make no two ways about it. There are some things that need to be oh, yeah. done better Saturday against an undefeated Eastern Michigan team than was done tonight against the Miami Redhawks at Millette Hall. But, uh, hey, 66-62, it adds up to the Dayton Flyers being 5-1 and one to start this very young season to this point. But, Tiz, 5-1, and one, you got to take that. Oh, no question about that. I mean... You'd rather be 5-1. and one. I just tweeted this out. A win is a win. doesn't matter if it's by 30 points or 4. I'd rather be 5-1. and one. I yeah. think anyone would rather be in that situation. It doesn't matter where you are. It, it, would you rather be talking about a loss or a win? I'd rather be talking about a win. There's things to repair. So there's no question about it. But, look, this team's going to go right back to work. But, boy, I wouldn't want to be this team the next couple of days because you know. <laughs> no. He's not. No. You know Coach Miller's no, no, not no. happy with the way that this went down. But, look, no. the bus ride from Oxford back up here to the University of Dayton is going to be a little bit more pleasant. I, yeah. I don't even want to imagine what it would have been like after a loss. And, look, it can be a long drive. I've taken the ride to a fr- front to and from Oxford. Yeah, and there's uh, no quick way to get there. No, it's a long way to go. But, yeah, pretty campus, but it's a long way to go. I'll tell you what, though, a few things they did do well, because let's hit on this, too. We've yeah, touched on the yeah. things Archie has said need to be worked on, and we've hit on those tonight. But uh, the three keys that he gave Larry in the pregame uh, to win the game was, he said, first of all, rebounding. Okay, so we turn there now as we look at the box score as we now have in our hands 29 26 ud wins the rebounding battle okay so there's a check mark there archie also said controlling uh miami's free throws so they went 9 of 15 okay so not too bad because they went to the line 15 times ud went to the line 33 now ud needs to do a little better chance uh, job at, at converting their free yeah. throws but holding miami to 15 free throws i say they that's another check mark there yeah. holding them in Two check for the game good. that's another check and the third thing was archie said keeping turnovers down especially on the road tis because how many games have you and i had here for a road game when we're talking about a loss when we're seeing 20 21 24 turnovers Seven. at that point forget it brother i don't care where you're playing the game you turn the ball over that many times, forget it. Yeah, but simple. 12 or less, Archie said that's a goal. We've heard him talk about that's mm-hmm. their that's a team goal every game, whether they're playing at UD Arena or or not. But especially on the road, that 12 or less turnovers a game, as a team goal. That becomes even more important. And they do that tonight with turning the ball over 11 times. So they another check there. So yep. there's three check marks. Yep. They won the rebounding battle they controlled the amount of free throws that Miami was shooting they didn't because they play small they didn't let them get to the line too much and they kept the turnovers in check 12 or less uh they turned them over 11 times tonight so that's three check marks and what do you know it adds up to a UD win sure uh, a couple I'll add uh look at the point points of turnovers looking at the stats still Red Hawks turned the ball over 17 times Dayton got 25 points off those turnovers that's gonna win you some ball games right there uh 26 points in the paint, uh, Devin Scott, Kendall Pollard had a lot to do with that. Um, solid right there. Um, second chance points, nine points right there. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, Twenty-five points. Dayton didn't play an awful game. I think the thing that you and I and a lot of Flyer fans are being concerned about. I don't think it's being critical. It's being concerned is they didn't put the they, they didn't put Miami away. That's that, my thing. They, Archie didn't mention it specifically. I mean, he mentioned things that would contribute to that, but he didn't use the term killer instinct. I'll say it. That needs to come about for this team. Yeah. When they smell blood in the water, you can't. You got to slam that gas pedal to the floor and put them away. And you're right, Tiz. They missed that opportunity to do it because mm-hmm. they were up 16 with 10 minutes, and then you heard Archie. Unacceptable. That was his, his words, not yeah. mine. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable last 10 minutes. Total missed opportunity to put that team away, and you're right, Tiz. They've they got to learn how to do that. Yeah. You got to, especially on the road. You got a chance oh, to put somebody away. Yeah. You do it. You bury them when you got the chance to do that. I mean, how many road games did the Flyers have? We haven't even hit conference yet. I mean, look, they're going to be facing better competition over the next few weeks. I yep. mean, Eastern Michigan's undefeated, seven and zero. Bowling Green coming in tonight, 
Uh, some of their wins uh, at Drake, they you know defeated Wright State over Southeast Missouri State, beating Detroit by one point at Detroit. They played at Western Kentucky tonight, uh, and of course Dayton plays them next Tuesday. Uh, that's not going to be easy. Then of course Arkansas, Arkansas in Arkansas in Fayetteville, Whoopie they- Suey. <laughs> 40 minutes of hell, Nolan Richardson. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't resist. And Arkansas, the number 18 oh. team in the land, they're looking pretty darn good right about now. Yeah, they are. With uh, wins over, well, they've beaten Wake Forest and SMU at SMU. That's looking like a pretty darn good yeah. win so far. So yeah. uh, that's looking like a scary game down there in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Boston University, that's never easy. And look, Georgia Tech, and look, I'm not going to you know go too much. That's going to be an emotional game for BG. He's going to have those yeah, guys ready. Ole Miss, look, that was a huge win for Dayton to pull that win out in Ole Miss last year. Yeah, in Oxford, uh, Thank you, Devin Oliver. Oh, my goodness. In the other Oxford. Oxford in the Oxford. Oxford, Mississippi, yeah. correct. And we haven't even conference play yet. they got to go do Ole in New York. they got to go to the Bronx. And they have to go to Davidson this year. So Dayton's got Don't a forget lot to of work Richmond to, do. to play VCU as well mm-hmm. at, at at Amherst. Dayton doesn't do well there at yeah. DC against GDL. There's work to do. Yeah, there's work to do. We're not. No one's trying to be critical of them, but there's concerns. Archie knows this. We all know it. But yeah. look, would you? Ra- but again, the theme of tonight. Would you rather be talking about this after a loss or a win? I'd rather be talking about this after a win. As the kids say these days, to uh, to mix up what Coach Kelly said, hashtag, it's easier to fix the roof while the sun is shining. That's your new saying now. I think I could. I like. <laughs> I lo- you know. I love listening to Coach Kelly. Oh, and I do football too. Broadcast. I love it. And I love it. As Larry says, a lot of that stuff, you know, transitions uh, across sport, <laughs> if you will. And even looking ahead to Saturday, Tism, I mean, you got a pretty darn good big man coming in here in Carrington Ward, the mm-hmm. senior forward for the uh, the Eagles. I mean, he's. You're talking about a preseason All MAC team West Division player. Yeah. And that's going to be a challenge for this Flyers uh, front court to be able to handle that. And Devin Scott's going to have his hands full. And don't forget a familiar fa- familiar name, Mike Talley. Uh, he was a backup guard at Duquesne. Remember those teams when he yes. played with T.J. McConnell? He's going to be – he's on that team too. Uh, Eastern Michigan's got some kids that can play. This is not going to be an easy game. And the MAC is an underrated conference. I mean, look. Look at look at over the years, Akron and Kent State, Kent State years the, past. Kent State, speaking of Elite Eight teams – uh, my uh, hometown, Kent State Golden Eagles, back in 2002, Two. they were an Elite Eight team. Heath. Yep. That's Heck right. of a run. Oh, yeah. I mean, no question about that. Akron and with Keith Dambrot. That's my real hometown, Akron. Right, but right. I'm very familiar with Mac basketball being from Northeast oh, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Akron and Kent State, both in, in my parents' backyards. Mm-hmm. Uh, some good basketball there with Keith Dambrot. Uh, of course, Stan Heath. Uh, right. Gary Waters at some years at Kent State, Jim Christian before he moved on to TCU and otherwise. Um, Look so, at Ohio University a couple yeah. years ago. OU under John Gross making that mm-hmm. Sweet 16 run. I mean, there's some good basketball in that conference. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, you're right, Tiz. It, it's not a slouch of a conference, and it's a pretty good uh, – and, you know, with a rivalry game, you can say what you want about Miami rebuilding, and they are. But as we saw tonight, that's – you know, going down to Millette, man, that's never an easy game for the Flyers. It, it, it's like – Keith Waskowski mentioned this very well. The, the lights are shining, sh- are shining so bright on that floor, and then you're playing, you're playing in a cavern, pretty much in the stands. Yeah, that is not an easy place to shoot. Um, you know, the Flyers have been fortunate in years past. Look, my senior year, you know, year two thousand, when I, when I was a student there, Dayton was able was fortunate to win that game. Um, by, by a point, thank you, Tony Stanley, with those threes at the end. And we mentioned Brian Roberts hitting that three when Dayton was down in that game for the entire game. And, of course, your senior year, I mean, that was a nail-biter. I mean, that was back yeah. and forth. The team Dayton had that one. That didn't get decided to the final seconds. I mean, final that, 30 seconds. Final 30 seconds. Yeah. It, this was very similar to tonight. So... I'm not going to complain one bit. So if anyone says, oh, you guys have got this in the bag, you're going to Miami. I'm like, you don't know this rivalry. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, uh, <laughs> so that's why I didn't. It wasn't that there was a bad feeling, but I'm like, I was. It, what's that saying? I'm like, you're hopeful, but I'm like, not pessimistic, optimistic that we can win. But I'm like, I've seen this. It's not. It's never easy. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's a bad feeling, Tiz. But you know, when you said before the game, and I got a bad feeling about this one, and I looked at you and I said, it's not really a bad feeling. It's just knowing better with this rivalry of people, you know, saying, yeah. "Oh boy, you guys are going there and wipe the floor with Miami." Now, hold on, hold on a minute. You know, we we always pump the brakes when people say those kind of mm-hmm. things because it's just, as I said, not a bad feeling. Just knowing this rivalry and how it goes, and sixty six sixty two is about as thorough or is spot on a Dayton Miami game as you can get 
Mm-hmm. Back in the Charlie Coles days, heck, first one to 40 wins. <laughs> I know. Slow it to a snail's pace, take the air out of the ball, not great defensively. But, um, you know, there's some things to work on. Defense among them. Uh, the zone defense continues to be a little bit of a bugaboo for this team. And Archie Miller said, hey, look, defensively, from the Flyers' perspective, this was the first defensive letdown of this year. Especially they were not getting stops. Minutes. I mean, Miami, th- that was the biggest thing, the lack of defensive stops yeah. down the stretch. Yeah, he was not Things happy that, with that. Uh, they'll surely fix before Saturday. Uh, but, you know, it's a win. And this time of year, Tiz, Archie was talking about this when they were climbing out of that 1-5 crater last year, you know, as they would keep winning and keep winning and keep winning and beating everybody not named St. Joe's between the end of January right, and, and right. between then and the Florida loss. Mm-hmm. As they kept winning and kept climbing out of that big hole they had dug themselves in 1-5 conference play, Archie kept saying, hey, look, everybody. Last I checked, no style points. A win's a win. Right. And at this point, when you're trying to climb out of that one and five hole and get back to the 500 mark, and they kept winning and kept winning and finally climbed out, and you know, the rest, as they say, is history. Archie was always the first one to say, "Look, no style points. I don't that care right. if this is ugly or if we had to scratch and claw against St. Bonaventure or if we had to escape the Console Energy Center in in okay. Pittsburgh to beat Duquesne yeah. or whatever. Or they would go to St. Louis and thump a top 25 team." In their place, the last game of the season, the last or one of the last, last regular, regular season, season games. Game. Right, right. Uh, doesn't matter. It's it, as the old baseball adage goes. I use this a lot in this show. It'll look like a line drive in the box score. Right. Mm-hmm. Got a win. That's all that matters. It's a, a win is a win. And look, and, and I'll say this also. Archie Miller said this on Sunday uh, on, on his TV show with Mike Hartsock. The key to the run last year was the defense. And as we mentioned tonight, and Archie even admitted to that, this was the first real defensive lapse of the season, really that last 10 minutes. And for the most part this year, Dayton's defense had played well. Uh, The key to the Flyer team, and Brooks Hall even mentioned this in Puerto Rico, the defense is the key to really setting up their offense, at least until they can get things figured out, at least until they can get everyone back. I mean, Ryan Bass is just getting back. He's not really in game shape. They don't have Detron Rogers back, at least least not yet. Yeah, probably until the end of the month. I mean, Archie said the the tournament probably won't be. Yeah, the earliest. We're looking at Christmas, New Year's, but more Mm -hmm. than likely for Rogers, probably, you know, conference play for him. And I think he said to Mike also that, uh, you know, he just started maybe getting cleared for some workouts I think just within the last week or so so right. that that's going to take time and look Ryan Bass we know is a gamer he's going to dive out but look he's going to dive after the balls that's great but look he's had what four concussions throughout his career yeah that's a concern and Dayton's does not have the best doesn't have great depth at the point guard position so look we're glad about the win we're going to take the win we're going to five and one against Miami now you get now it's on to the next one Eastern Michigan which, oh, by the way, is this Saturday, and we got to get out of here? 1020, right? Got a break? 1020. We're taking this to 1020, so we got to get out of here. <laughs> so, end break. Uh, but Brendan looks so calm and relaxed. I'm like, hey, you guys can get going all you want. What are you talking about? It's like, whatever, man. I look through the glass and just, man. <laughs> That's right. But look, I mean, we're, we're glad that the Flyers got the win, but now it's on in Eastern Michigan. Uh, Bud Light pregame show is at 1 o'clock live from Casano's. Tom Michaels is in for uh, Nancy Wilson. And uh, tip-off is at 2 with, uh, with uh, the legend, Larry Hanskin. That's right. So we're going to uh, Eastern Michigan Eagles one more time tonight. The Flyers a winner. 66-62 over the Miami of Ohio Red Hawks. Dayton improves to 5-1 and one on the season, as Tiz mentioned. Our next game is Saturday, this coming Saturday, December 6th. 2 p.m. tip, which means we're on the air with the expanded Bud Light pregame show at 1 in the afternoon, live from Casano's against the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Flyers will look to improve to 6-1. and one. We'll see you on the radio Saturday afternoon at 1 Flyer fans. Until then, I'm John Bedell. I'm John Tisdale. And we're saying, go Flyers. go Flyers. The home of the Flyers. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHI. I owe.